The temps are warmer, you've mowed the lawn, and maybe even turned on the AC a time or two. It's definitely spring. So SpI.com is having their spring sale. Log on now and get local deals up to 50% off before they're gone. SpI.com. This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. We say good morning to Andy Menar. How are you? I'm good, Sam. Um, explain to me what a state central committee does. So the, the state central committee is made up of uh, representatives from across the state. Uh, one, uh, one woman, one man. Oh, okay. Um, there's one, you know, one uh, for that, for that gender balance in the democratic party. And um, it's, you know, it's kind of an obscure election. Uh, it, it happens once every four years. And those people are essentially uh, the folks that have the statutory um, duty to to govern our party, the Democratic Party in the state. Do they run by congressional districts? Yeah, they do. Yeah, so this time around, it's it's uh, you know brand new districts, just like some, yeah, yes. just like for example, Nick, Nikki Pudzinski, who I'm supporting, is running here in the 13th in Sangamon County. Uh, Sangamon County also has the 15th congressional district. So there's a lot of new candidates on the ballot. I think there's actually a contested race in nearly every congressional district uh, this time around. Tell me about um, when people, would they, does the Central Committee also select the state chairperson? Yes, they do. Um, and, you know, that's that's one vote of one vote of many. Sure. Um, but arguably, um, and, and I think most Democrats recognize today that post, uh, post-Speaker Madigan, uh, you know, being the chair for years, uh, that there's an opportunity to do remarkable things. Um, especially in downstate, where where it has been a challenge for uh, Democrats to uh, to to both run, um, no, even beyond that, Sam, to recruit candidates, uh, then to run successful campaigns, and then to win those campaigns, not just for uh, the state senate or the state house, but for for county races, for example. Um, we we have our challenges downstate. So so for for downstate Illinois, uh, the state central committee is is very very important. Are you surprised there is a contest in this particular, or is this the only congressional district in the state where there's a contest on no, the Democrat side? No, there's actually no? quite a few. There's really, quite a few. Yeah, and I, and I think that's because you know this is the first uh, this is the first primary after uh, Speaker Madigan or Chairman Madigan left sure. that position. So so th- there's races all all over the state. Matter, matter of fact, I think the exception to the rule is is not having a race this time. Really? So. Um, so, you know, that, that's a welcome thing. I, I, in my opinion, that's welcome because, because that's how democracy should work. You know, Vince DiMuzio used to always say, Sam, to me, when I was riding around in his car, yeah. uh, through the old 49th district that Democrats win through addition, not through subtraction. <laughs> and, right. you know, we win sure. elections as Democrats through addition, not through subtraction. So, so that's been part, um, at least from what I've seen around the state, that's been part of, I, I think that's part of a welcome part of this new process. So it begs the question, why or how did you get involved in this particular race? Well, my good friend, uh, Liz Brown-Reeves, who's, who's sitting here next to me in the studio. Um, I've known Liz uh, since, I don't know, we, I don't know if we settled on the year. I think it was 2000. Uh, I was uh, working on a, a state Senate race in Champaign County, and she was working on a state House race as a staffer in Champaign County. And that's when we met. And, you know, I've come to know her as one of the hardest working Democrats, um, not just in downstate Illinois, but across the state. Uh, she's a winner and we need winners downstate. She's, she knows how to raise money. She knows how to organize. She knows how to motivate people. She's been traveling 
uh, the 15th district and beyond. Um, and she's listening to Democrats in rural parts of central Illinois that need their voices heard. And that's why I support her so enthusiastically is because she is a winner. And uh, Democrats, that's what we need leading our party. And that voice, um, that one voice on the state central committee can make all the difference in downstate. Liz Brown, good morning to you. How are you? Good morning, Sam. Thanks Tell me for about yourself, me. please. Born and raised, you have a little background. How did you end up in Springfield? Uh, I am uh, from El Dorado, Illinois. I grew up that's in deep southern Illinois by Marion. Uh, SIU, uh, Carbondale student under the tutelage of Paul Simon and Barb Brown was also my professor. Moved to Springfield in 2000, uh, was on Speaker Madigan's staff. Uh, and then uh, I've had my own lobbying firm here in Springfield. Uh, for the last 13 years, live here with my family. Uh, my boys are student at Pleasant Plains. Uh, my husband, Michael, is a school social worker. I'm on the Springfield Theater Center board here, a member of uh, Hope Church, and um, uh, also uh, head of the Cardinal Club out at uh, Plains Middle School. have to give them a shout out. Absolutely. Uh, where'd the interest come from poli- into politics? Is it part of the family heritage, part of the DNA? Uh, it's just in my blood. Uh, in my hometown in El Dorado, David Phelps was our state representative and went on to be our congressman. And I've uh, been walking precincts with David since I was eight or nine years old. Wore a Paul Simon bow tie to school, um, worked on teachers, uh, county board races, uh, studied political science, and just always really had a deep passion uh, for politics. Was a kid that went to school on a scholarship, um, and so I completely understood what it was like uh, to care about democratic values and have my whole life. How challenging is it to be a lobbyist here in Springfield? There are a few lobbyists out there, are there not? Uh, there, there's a couple of us. <laughs> I think people, uh, I think it's a really exciting career. I get to lobby for a lot of things. Um, I lobby here for Lincoln Land Community College uh, and all the community colleges in the state. I also uh, lobby for organized labor like the Nurses Association and the Police Benevolent and Protective Association IBW, uh, lobby for um, corn growers and the pork producers and the Beef Association and all kinds of other groups like that. So to me, it's really exciting because I get to take the values I grew up with and get to translate that into real life uh, legislation. And it's really exciting. Did you decide to run on your own or did somebody come and ask you to run for state central committee person? Oh, well, I think here to a little of my background, I've always wanted... Uh, uh, to do more. And so uh, this was a uh, open seat. Jane Mazzotti from Taylorville, Illinois, mm-hmm. decided not to run again. So with it being open, I consulted with friends like Andy Menar and others and um, decided it was a great fit. Uh, I'm really glad that the district is uh, has a lot of new areas. It's a very red Republican district. But what I have found, I've been going to these local meetings uh uh, today, I'm going to Hancock County and to Brown County, and um, people are still excited to be Democrats. And I think that's something downstate, if you look at a map, it looks really red. But there are these pockets of enthusiasm throughout the entire state that when I leave these county meetings, I'm really jazzed up. You can ask Andy. I usually give him a call because I leave with excitement. People are still really, really excited in these uh, local county parties. So I've been spending a lot of time going to those. Are most of the counties rendering endorsements or not necessarily? Uh, Most are not. I think most, uh, they have both candidates come and uh, we visit with them, but most of the counties do not endorse. 
Uh, how do you convince someone at the county then uh, after you leave? What message are you bringing to these people when you go into their various county meetings? I think one of the things that I bring is enthusiasm. I think in a lot of these um, smaller counties, they may feel kind of glossed over uh, because people do see it and they say, hey, that's a Republican county. We don't need to spend time going there. And so I think one thing is enthusiasm, also just experience. I'm a great candidate recruiter. Uh, I know how to raise money. And also, I know the issues on a professional level. So someone brings to me a local issue. We're having problems with our local fire department. How do we get a grant? To me, those are just easy connections for me to make because that's my day job, too. So uh, a lot of um, just kind of constituent service uh items that I'm able to be helpful with. And I I think when I leave there, uh, folks leave with a big smile because they see that uh, I'm very serious about it. And it's a four-year term. So uh, it is a lot of time commitment. And uh, I think it's an exciting opportunity. Obviously, there was a little disagreement, let's just say, last Wednesday night. Sangamon County Republican uh, decided uh, to remain an endorsement they gave. Can the Sangamon County Democrats, regardless of what, can they unite and get ready to be a formidable force in November? Well, I think you're focusing on what's important. That is, November is what's important because Democrats are going to have a tough election. And so instead of focusing on, you know, what happened at the Sangamon County Dems, I think it's important to look at all the supporters that were in the room and the type of the support that I have. Senator Doris Turner, who's our senator here supporting me, Secretary of State Jesse White, also the governor, Governor J.B. Pritzker, a name you may be familiar with, Jay Hoffman, Mm -hmm. a longtime state representative, labor champion, is supporting me. So to me, that's what's important and not focus on the kind of inner fights of local parties. Liz Brown, how is the Democrat Party, not only locally, obviously, you and nationally, attracted young people? That's usually a segment of society that doesn't want to get involved in public service or politics. Uh, they have done a very good job, better than the Republican Party, have done a very good job of energizing young people in our country. Yeah, I, I think young people, uh, I've seen that in the last, since President Obama was elected, you've seen more and more young people get excited about politics and government. I think they also realize so much is at stake. There's so many issues that uh, affect them personally, um, not just the minimum wage or Uh, if they have a right to choose uh, on the abortion issue um, or even uh, economy. You know, the jobs are so important right now. But I think a lot of people are tuned in to what's happening, and that's gotten a lot of students registered to vote. It's also caused there's some cynicism among young people. Can we correct that or help that or say, hey, that's not really the, the direction we want to go. Don't be cynical. Be active and be involved. Well, I think the cynicism hopefully leads to activism, There's always, uh, I can remember back in my college days, there's always going to be the naysayers. But I believe the most change can always be made from within the building. And it's easy to throw rocks at the building, but being inside is where the real gold is made. And so uh, I think that that's something that's really important. Andy Menard, I know you agree with that. Young people have been very important. The cynicism uh, may lead to activism, as Liz pointed out. It does. It does. And and I think one, one thing that, that defines us differently from the Republican Party is that we actually do listen to young voters. Um, Republicans court young voters. But then when it comes to putting things into action, the Democratic Party listens to young voters. And, and you know, I'm, I'm someone who ran for my first public office 20. I'm going to date myself here, Sam, but, you know, 20, 
26 years ago when I was 20 years old uh, because I wanted something to change in my hometown. And, you know, that's one thing that, that I'm excited about with Liz. She was being modest earlier. I, you know, I encouraged her to do this. I said, you need to do this. Democratic Party needs people with enthusiasm and excitement that can attract young people, that can bring issues to the places that, frankly, have been forgotten across central Illinois. I know a little bit about that. I live in one of those places. Sure. And th- that's why her candidacy, to me, is so exciting. And, um, you know, pivoting into a role that is um, leading the Democratic Party is, is very important. It happens once, you know, every other election cycle. And we have an opportunity to send somebody to represent us in the central part of the state to that party table um, that, that brings our values, that brings our enthusiasm. And that's why I think she's such a wonderful candidate. So whether it's listening to young people, whether it's taking issues uh, to the table that uh, support organized labor or protecting pensions or making sure that um, rural communities have what they need, uh, that's what I think she brings to the table. And that's why I think she's going to be such a good addition to the Democrat. Liz Brown, final statement. Why should people, if they vote in that Democrat primary, vote for you for state central committee person? I'm someone that has experience and enthusiasm. I'm also someone who understands the district. And no one will work harder uh, for the district than me. So thank you so much. Uh, Andy Menard, I've got to ask you, do you folks, uh, you're not necessarily involved in the campaign, maybe you are, I don't know, the governor's race, but... Uh, They've got to be kind of have smiles on their face watching the Republicans beat up on each other. Uh, <laughs> it's good to see the other party beat up on each other. <laughs> Absolutely. But Keep going at it, fellas. Good governor, job. Governor's got a good message, uh, and, and he's had a successful four years. Um, and, and we're looking forward to, to taking that message all the way to November and another term uh, of good things happening in the state. Tell me about your family, Liz. You did mention a couple of children, and they're in school where? Uh, Pleasant Plains uh, Middle School. Henry will be in eighth grade, and uh, Leo will be in seventh grade. Are they involved in anything in particular? Uh, Henry is, uh, he just played Shrek in Shrek the Musical oh, very good. out at Pleasant Plains sure. and uh, is going to be in The Lightning Thief, which will be down at Hoagland Center for the Arts. So, and, and you're involved as the what? President I of am what the club? Tr- oh, I'm the president of the Cardinal Club at the middle Car- school, but then I'm on the STC <laughs> board at Springfield Theater Center. So Very good. Yeah. Hey, thanks for coming in. Nice Thank meeting you. you. Andy Menari, good to see you, my friend. Good to see and you. And the plaque sense. is still on the wall at Bunker Hill, the Hall of Fame. It is, yes. I cover it up every once in a while with a Jesse White display when I'm down there. <laughs> hey, you you can do whatever you want. Helen Dooley gets... I don't cover Helen Dooley, no offense. Right. <laughs> never. <laughs> never do that. Good to see you guys. You too. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.